0: Out. Yeah, talking about way out there. behind Wow, that silence it a little bit. Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. It. Pop pass up the middle. Hucker's got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit, hit and in. it in! Touchdown!
1: The Bills make me wanna shout! Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It. In- go oh, to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes a catch! Touchdown, Buffalo!
0: Swing into this. It is over!
1: ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, you heard on 96.5 FM. Heard wherever you are and whatever you are doing on the ESPN app. Oh, it's snow I see out there, I believe it is. Driving around today that. Wet snow mixture here in November. Yep. Set the clocks back this weekend. Nobody's talking about Thanksgiving. We're just talking about Christmas. It's that time of year, friends. It is. Buckle in. The heat's on. All right, here we go. Must be uh, SU basketball season around the corner here. Must be uh, football trying to lock down its bowl bid, and we're going to talk some Syracuse football here right off the top. However you are listening or uh, taking in the program today, we appreciate that. And I say however you're taking in the program today because there are more ways to take in the show than to listen because you can watch this radio show, the magic of radio. Who knew that you could watch it one day? You can at com, where you can see the show. Hello, friends. You can chat throughout the show. Opine as much as you'd like if you'd like to call 437-7644. If you'd like to tweet us at Brentax Media, that's great. But you can uh, get in a live conversation with uh, fellow blockheads in the live chat. And you don't even have to talk about what I'm talking about. That happens quite often, as a matter of fact, in the chat. It just kind of takes on a life of its own. So hop in there, do the thing. However you are taking in the show today, we greatly appreciate that. You know what we're going to do today, friends? We're going to drop the puck. We are going to talk some hockey today. Oh, yeah, it's happening. Major, major trade in the National Hockey League, which will bring one of Central New York's own back, at least close to home, right? The Jack Eichel trade has happened. And that means that not only is Jack Eichel heading to the Vegas Golden Knights where an old friend calls their games and will join us at 5 o'clock, and that, of course, is Dan Duva, the former voice of the Syracuse Crunch. As a part of that trade, Alex Tuck has been sent from the Vegas Golden Knights to the Buffalo Sabres, which will bring Alex Tuck back home and back to somewhere where he has dreamed of playing. Uh, saying uh, just now, as a matter of fact, just a couple minutes ago via Twitter, that, uh, and I'll read you the tweet, I'm going to miss the great group that they have in Vegas. Now I want to say how excited I am to be part of the Buffalo Sabres organization. Being from upstate New York, it's been a dream of mine to put on the Sabres jersey. Thank you, Buffalo, and I can't wait to get started. So we will talk to Dan Duva about that. We will talk to Dan Duva about what Buffalo is getting. In addition to Alex Tuck, how this will affect Vegas. Remember, Jack Eichel has to get some pretty serious surgery here, which was the holdup in this whole thing to this point a surgery that Vegas was willing to let him do. So he may not even play this year for the Vegas Golden Knights. This is certainly an investment in the future. So we'll get that perspective. it's always good to catch up with our old friend, Dan Duva, Syracuse grad, of course, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. So we will do that at 5 o'clock. Right here in this hour, the head coach of the Syracuse Crunch, Ben Grew, will join us. We will not be speaking with uh, Syracuse football head coach Dino Babers today. It's a bye week, so... Coach gets the week off, but we still got to have a coach on of some sort today. So there you go. We'll take care of that. Our first conversation of the hockey season with uh, a man, uh, frankly, I wish I wasn't talking to today. How dare you say such a thing? No, I mean, I shouldn't be talking to him as the head coach of the Crunch because he should be a head coach in the National Hockey League. And that's on them more than him. Come on now. Our man, Ben, making the spaghetti in the National Hockey League. It's got to happen hasn't happened yet it will happen but uh, while he's still here we always enjoy talking hockey with Ben the Crunch two home games this weekend by the way they're home to Utica Utica Crunch comets rivalry gets back underway tomorrow night the uh, I say the comets they're not the devils of course and they have not lost this year it's early they've only played four games but they're pretty impressive start they're not letting in a lot of goals out in Utica right now so how will the crunch handle that and some of the early standouts for the Syracuse Crunch. We will discuss that with Ben Grew coming up right here in this hour. Hot takes. We'll go over the Eichel trade a little bit there. Jets-Colts tonight, Thursday night football, with the mighty Mike White strike again. It's so one thing about what he did against Cincinnati that Indianapolis should pay very close attention to. Tommy Hogan's Indianapolis Colts rocking it on a Thursday night. We'll go on the blind side, as usual, but I want to start with a little Syracuse football today, even though we don't have Coach Babers on. And
0: Thanks, Brent. You're
1: welcome, Coach. You enjoy your bye week. So as we kind of take a step back and and see, where, usually at a bye week, if it's a little too early, you don't want to overreact to things. This is a late bye week. You know, Syracuse has already passed the halfway mark of the season. and You kind of do a midseason evaluation. But. I wanted to see where this team was at once they got to the bye week in terms of trends, in terms of how they're playing, in terms of how healthy they are. Certainly all important things. But there are certain numbers that define you. The most important number is six. It's not even going to be a part of our five stats that will define Syracuse football that we are going to do shortly. We're going to see if the voice guy's awake. Everybody, let's just, let's just, I'm just opening the door to his room here and just good. Sometimes he's taking a nap when you come in your voice guy. Voice, are you, are are you up? Number five. Very good. All right. He's ready to go. He's warming up a little bit there. So we'll get to him here shortly. Number four. Oh, we got, okay. What? just, just wait, we're almost there. We'll get to you in a minute. But the things that define you as a football team, the most important number is don't say it voice guy. I'll get to you in a minute. It's six. That's how many wins. They are one win away from six. They have three games to do that. That's the number that defines everything. Not that I felt like it was bowl or bust. It was get to six wins or nothing. I never felt that way. I've made that clear a number of times, including earlier this week. We were talking about how Dino Babers, by all definitions, will be back next year. John Wildhack's got enough to walk to the podium right now and say year seven is on even with three games to go, no matter what happens in those final three games. So that's the most important number. Okay, I'm not even going to put that on the list. As Syracuse goes down the stretch here, this is what has defined them to this point, and I feel will define them going forward. So, all right, voice guy, you are now welcome to join the conversation. These are the five numbers that define Syracuse football. Number five. 116. That is what Syracuse ranks in college football passing the football 167 yards per game that is 116th in the country syracuse is a team that runs the football as some other numbers we're going to go over here shortly we'll demonstrate and if uh your two eyes have watched syracuse football this year yeah they run the football a little bit that's what they have become ground and pound it was orange is the new fast it's now orange is a cloud of dust everybody knows that but i feel like if You're going to beat a couple of teams down the stretch, particularly Louisville and Pittsburgh. You're going to have to throw the football, especially Pittsburgh. If you go into that pit game needing to win that sixth game or just needing to get a win just for the season to be marked a success, and that's your final home game, your only home game left, if you want to send the home crowd out on a good note and beat a team that gets right there and can't claim its status as one of the best in the ACC, but still a really good team and a team that will likely have a Heisman candidate coming in at quarterback, you have to throw the football because Pitt does everything it can to sell out, to stop the run every game. They're the one team left on the schedule that if you're going to make a bet that can focus in on this running game that Syracuse plays, that can actually slow it down. If not flat out, stop it. If there's a defense, if there's a team, if there's a coach, if there's a philosophy that can actually stop Sean Tucker, it's Pittsburgh. Now, that's a couple games down the road. If they beat Louisville, when they come out of the bye and get to that six win, it'll take a huge pressure off this team because they're bowl-bound, hopefully for Fenway Park, as we've talked about. You've got to throw the football better. I feel like Garrett Schrader certainly not the last game. It goes to show you how strong Syracuse is running the football, that he can throw for 65 yards in a football game, and you win that football game, right? I think we saw Schrader was a little banged up in that game, resting that foot. That bye week comes at a perfect time for him after he took some big shots in the the, the prior games going into the bye week, right? We've seen Courtney Jackson break out. We've seen Devon Cooper make some big catches. We've seen everybody kind of take a turn from this wide receiver group. Damian Olford's become a big target. Sherrod Johnson's 38-yard catch last week. It's become by committee. So you're not going to improve that much on that stat, but you've got to throw the ball better, particularly against Pittsburgh. But wouldn't hurt if, I mean, Louisville's a team that can go up and down the field. We'll get to a stat that I think counters that momentarily here, but the bye week gives you a little more time to say, okay, what are we doing right in the passing game? And let's focus on that. And maybe finally they'll throw the ball to the tight end. But that's a whole different topic for a different day. I believe I've made my stance clear on that. All right, voice guys. Number four. Number four is actually minus four. That's their turnover margin. For a team to have a turnover margin of minus four and be 5-4 and actually makes a lot of sense. The close games that come down to turnovers or gaining turnovers. And this is a Syracuse defense that has not been, if I can make up a term, as ball hockey as it has been in the past two years, which that's been a top-five rate in the country the last two years. And when you lose cornerbacks and safeties, like Andre Cisco, like Iffy Mellon Fondle, like Troll Williams. You still have Garrett Williams, and you still have Deuce Chestnut, right? Deuce Chestnut is better at breaking up passes, making open field tackles than getting picks at this point, not that he hasn't had a couple. Garrett Williams has been a little banged up, and he's, he doesn't pick up the numbers and, and pick off as many passes, as say, and Andre Cisco does, but is a lockdown corner that you don't want to throw the ball to his side of the field. Turnovers have not been coming for this defense. Syracuse doesn't turn the ball over enough that it really hurts them. But that turnover margin makes sense. They're minus four. In the final three games, you want to get that out of the red and get that in the black, if not even. You want your turnover margin to be hovering around zero or plus one or two. Doesn't mean you can't win a six-game, qualify for a bowl game, go into your final couple games in the red turnover margin but when you're 102nd in the country and you're in the in the red you want to get that in the black number 3 13 Sean Tucker and Garrett Trader have both rushed for 13 touchdowns this season that is remarkable when you consider that Garrett Trader didn't even take over as the starting quarterback until the fourth game of the season. He had two rushing touchdowns against Albany the week before. Took over as the starter against Liberty and has rolled since. For all the big numbers, for all the big runs that Sean Tucker has had, and he's been the guy since day one, Schrader playing catch-up, they, and they're both top five in the country in that set. There's a lot of ties, depending on what number you're looking at, but, That shows you the ground-and-pound approach. Now, Schrader, it's not just red zone. He had a 48-yard touchdown last week. There's a number we're going to get to here shortly that demonstrates Tucker and how many times he does this, but we're not just talking about give the guy the ball in the round. It's somebody that, if anything, is more of a threat to be a long-yardage home run touchdown run. So the fact that they're tied at 13 rushing touchdowns is Such a credit to how Schrader has taken over the offense and what Syracuse has become. Number two. 32. Okay, so we brought up a moment ago what the defense cannot do right now, or at least not at the rate they have been. Here's something they're really good at. Sacks. Syracuse has 32 sacks this year. To put that in perspective, they had 25 all of last year. Now, that was an 11-game season, but still had 25 sacks all of last year, right? They're at 32 at this point. David Hale had a great stat about this today, and that's why we had David on this show yesterday. We regularly have David on this show, and why I I flat-out beg you to follow his Twitter feed at times because the stats that matter, that put things in perspective, okay? As David Hale points out, ACC Sachs created That means any sack when a player had the first pressure. There are, in the top five, three Syracuse players. Cody Roscoe with seven. Stephon Thompson with six. Kingsley Jonathan with six. That 32 sacks is second in college football. And it leads the ACC by seven. So 32 this year, 25 a year ago. In 2019, the entire season, Syracuse had 30. They're already outpacing that with three games to go. So it's not a defense that's creating a lot of turnovers, but it is putting pressure on the quarterback, and that is going to be key when you have Malik Cunningham in Syracuse's next game and when you have Kenny Pickett down the road. Not that it won't be important against NC State, but those two in particular you've got to harass, you've got to put pressure on. It kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because Malik Cunningham can take off and run. Kenny Pickett can wait to the last second, get the ball off, and still run that offense, but you don't want them just picking you apart either. Big number there, but it's not number one. What is? Number one. It's actually 20-plus. It's not the number 20. It's 20-plus. 20 Sean Tucker leads the country in this stat. Those are runs of 20. Plus yards, 20 yards or more. He's tied in that mark with 13. But this is what Sean Tucker does. And this is what's remarkable about what Sean Tucker does because it's not like teams aren't loading the box. If anything, it's working against them. Because when you push up and Tucker can find his way through, it's easier for him to actually get to that second level, get past your linebackers. Then it's just a foot race with the secondary. And that's a foot race he's going to win. Most of the time you can see that second and third gear kick in. You can see the track star in Sean Tucker when he gets through that line. And there's not a lot of numbers I can apply with the offensive line. You can always look at, you know, sacks allowed and rushing yards and fancy analytics there. There is no question, despite the injuries that this offensive line has played better this year. Tucker's the beneficiary of it, but to have 13. Runs of 20 yards or more, given the emphasis the opposing defense puts on stopping the run and stopping him, excuse me, <clears throat> and stopping him in particular, that is remarkable. I debated making 32 the number because I feel like defense has to put some pressure on some quarterbacks, Syracuse has down the stretch. I feel they're all important. That's why we we did this list and they're really not in any particular order, but I feel like what has defined this team, this offense, and defined Syracuse football more than anything this year has been Sean Tucker not running the football, explosive runs, breaking open a game. and Look at the close scores. Look at the turnover margin. Look at how Syracuse plays five straight games, a strength that was broken against Boston College, but five straight games prior to that. Decided by five points or less. You know what helps decide games like that? Big plays, explosive plays. Tucker's got 13 of them. That's your formula. That's your menu. That's what you're going to continue to go to if you're going to get that six win or more and qualify for a bowl game. There you have it, friends. Debate in the chat. Let us know what you think about that. A little Syracuse football flavor in there, even with the bye week settling in here. We are looking forward to chatting with both of our guests today. Dan Duva later, the head coach of the Syracuse Crunch, Ben Grew, coming up next. We're looking forward to hearing from you throughout the day. A lot to get to on this Thursday edition on the block. ESPN Radio com. always look forward to hearing this gentleman's voice. That's Lee Baldwin to tell us how the markets did today. Hey, how, are how are you, you? sir?
0: I'm doing well, sir, and, and so is the S&P. Uh, the S&P was up higher, a 63rd record, so we're nearing a 26-year all-time record on that. So that's something to watch. Uh, the, Dow, the Dow was lower, though, but I do have a diamond. I'm going with Etsy. That was up 13%, also at an all-time high. And my dog, uh, this one's happening right now, Peloton, down 21%. Uh, they, uh, you know, you know, you need special shoes to ride one of those. I did Brent? know this.
1: I was aware of it. Not that I, cause I own one, but I was aware of the special shoes. Is that, has that been a problem?
0: Well, I put the special shoes on and hang my clothes on the thing and I don't get it. You know, so <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> I got to well, I gotta get on and me. use
1: that thing. Is what you're telling me? What?
0: What? <laughs> And maybe I'm not alone because the stock is getting crushed right now. So uh, anyway. Well, get on that thing and
1: help the stock. Come on now. I enough You've people using the shoes right now. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Lee. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. That's Lee Baldwin, folks. You can find him at LeeBaldwin.com or better yet, stop in. Kaz, Utica, have all the diamonds and none of the dogs in your portfolio. That's how that works. I put the shoes on then get on the Peloton. Oh, Let's talk some hockey next. The head coach of the Crunch, Ben Grew, coming up. Stay right there. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends. Great to have you here on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Saw it today. Saw it. Did you see it? You know what I saw? First snowflake. Been a couple mornings with some frost. Don't get me wrong. But I saw the first actual snowflake fly today. You know what that means? Lights on the lake is coming. Now through November 14th, you can get a discount. At lightsonthelake.com. Just use the code LOL Santa. LOL Santa. Okay? Now through November 14th. Stock up now and save. Early bird discount tickets are just $5 per vehicle. That's valid Monday through Thursday, or $15 per vehicle valid Friday through Sunday. Tickets are available pre sale only. They must be purchased online. Okay? And based on demand, ticket sales are limited and will be sold by a specific calendar date. So get it early. okay? Lights on the Lake is very popular, as you know, and, and we it goes from November 21st through mid-January. So you think you got time, but then you don't get the tickets. You're like, oh, next thing you know, it's gone. So you want to be there. Get that uh, fiber optic snowman wand. The add-on to the ticket. The kids love it. Uh, there's a cool thing coming up this year for Lights on the Lake. There's a 5K run. Sunday, November 21st. I just go to lightsonthelake.com to register. You can run through the lights. Starts at 6 a.m., so you're running through the lights. Still dark, right? God bless you people that get up that early to run. My goodness. How fun is that? Participants will get a runner's bib, lights on the lake beanie, and all sorts of fun stuff for the Lights on the Lake 5K run. Wagman's Lights on the Lake, it's coming, friends. It's presented by the Upstate Honda Dealers and Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital and also brought to you by our friends at Onondaga County Parks. For all the info, lightsonthelake.com. Take advantage of that early bird special. Use the code LOLSANTA to get that discount at lightsonthelake.com. Now, earlier in the show, Tommy very impressed with the five stats that define Syracuse football. And those are, again, just a repeat. Sorry, voice man, we're not going to go back to you for this. He's probably asleep anyway. Uh, they were 116, which is what they are in the country passing the football. I feel like they got to be better there. Minus four, that's their turnover margin. I think that's got to be in the black it's the right to kind of write the ship there. Not that they can't win one more game being in the red and turnover margin, but kind of want to cut back on that. 13, that's the rushing touchdowns for both Sean Tucker and Garrett Schrader at this point. 32. They have 32 sacks on the year. That's second in the country. That's why we put it at number two. And number one is 20-plus. Sean Tucker with 20-plus yards. 13, pardon me, 13 runs of 20-plus yards so far this year. Even with teams stacking the box. Even with teams keying in on that Syracuse running game. but We left a number out. A little bonus action for you here. Now, I didn't put this in the top five because I don't feel like it's going to be one of those defining stats and numbers, but one that I think could swing a game one way or the other. That number is 61%. That's what Syracuse is on fourth down. They're 8 of 13 overall on fourth down, 61% on fourth down. It just feels like in these close games, you got Louisville, NC State, Pitt down the stretch, two games on the road, finish with Pitt at home. Syracuse pulled away from Boston College, and that was the first game in a stretch of five that was not decided by five points or less. Doesn't it feel like, though, with how close these games have been, the emphasis on the running game, defense keeping things close? But, look, Pitt, let's go in order. Louisville, NC State, Pittsburgh are all good offensive teams. Malik Cunningham and Kenny Pickett are two of the better quarterbacks in the ACC. NC State was ranked until recently Syracuse needs one win to get the six and qualify for a bowl. game. Not one of those games is going to be easy, even in a competitive back and forth, ACC Louisville scores in bunches and Malik Cunningham is an electric player and they can drag you into a track meet. I feel like Syracuse can kind of go in there, pop them a little bit defensively. We mentioned the the, the sack numbers there, slow down Cunningham. They could certainly run the ball on Louisville But Louisville had 331 rushing yards against Boston College. So we know that, obviously, they can run the ball. So the fine shootout there. Syracuse is not going to get in a traditional shootout with a team like that. But they can go toe-for-toe in terms of, this is what we do on offense, this is what you do on offense. We can slow you down enough. May the best team win kind of thing. But that won't be easy. That's the night they're retiring. Or is it? Are they retiring Lamar Jackson's number that night, or is that the statue? I know he's going to be there, and he's going to be honored. I believe it might be both. Guys, look that up for me. I can't remember if it's the statue or if it's the retired number thing, but I know Lamar Jackson, appropriate enough against Syracuse because the leap was against Syracuse in the dome. He'll be there when Syracuse comes out of their bye. NC State, we mentioned, it's a team that's been ranked on the road. Not an easy game by any stretch. And then Pitt. I feel like that's a game, if you're if you're going into that and you have to win it, you've got to throw the ball. You cannot count on Tucker and Schrader against Pittsburgh because they will sell out and do everything possible to stop the run, and they're good at it. So that's what's intriguing here. That's why, you know, look, what this team has done to this point speaks for itself. How hard they play, I gave you some of the numbers, the Tucker story, the Schrader story, it's been impressive. But that's why I think that fourth down number is important because... If you convert a couple of those fourth downs in some of those close games and may have to in some close games down the stretch here, in a situation, fourth quarter, fourth and two, fourth and three, got to go for it, that swings games. That's why if if he could have – and, look, that's football. That's the way it's played out. We all know this team can have a better record than five and four. This team could easily be seven and three. This team – seven and two, pardon me. This team could easily be six and three. Easily at this point. But – Them's the breaks. So all those numbers I presented on the list are what define this team. But that fourth down number is something to really keep in mind. Just feels like this could come down to a call, could come down to a short yardage situation. And we all know there's more close games coming. They got a little breather from it against Boston College. And credit to them for that, particularly that defense, which absolutely throttled a Boston College team that had a quarterback situation and you kind of had to take advantage of a wounded duck if you will no football this weekend of course bye week on the way so that means no Dino Baber show tonight but you will get the Jim Bayheim show tonight 7 o'clock TK99 the coach Matt Park I'll show is at Carrabba's this year by the way so swing on by say hello I don't know if Paulie Sibilia is going to be there or not so don't let that ruin your experience but Good food, good times, good conversation. and It all starts tonight. The Jim Bayheim Show at 7 o'clock at Carabas and over on Rostat TK99. Let's break on that note. And when we return, Tommy Hogan getting all ramped up for his Colts Thursday night football extravaganza. He'll take us on the blind side. Stay right there.